Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. I'm Katie Nordby. And I'm Janelle Feller. These are the stories of Kayla Berg and Kim Laro. In August 2009, 15-year-old Kayla Berg, her older brother Jimmy, and mother Hope had just returned home to Antigua, Wisconsin after a brief move to Texas. Things weren't as promising as they had hoped. Her father had been diagnosed with cancer and his health was deteriorating, and the kids were homesick. Kayla was looking forward to spending the remainder of the summer with her friends and spending time with her dad in Antigua. Antigua was a small town of about 8,000 people, roughly 80 miles northwest of Green Bay. Kayla is described as kind-hearted. She was sweet and talked to everybody. She was on the school's dance team and participated in gymnastics. She wanted to be a choreographer. Kayla had been dating a guy four years older than her. Wait, how old was she? So she was 15. Dating so a 19-year-old. Yeah, he was 19. Ugh. Her mother did not approve of their relationship and had told Kayla to break it off. Some articles say that he is an ex-boyfriend, while others call him her boyfriend. So it's not entirely clear what the status was, but later in her story, it sounds like they were still together. So just for the sake of continuity, I'm just going to call her, call him her boyfriend. Okay. On August 11th, 2009, Kayla was staying at her father's house. She had called her mom and told her she was planning on going out to see her friends. She also called her brother to see if she could go to a party with him, and he said no. Her father recalls her kind of yelling through the house that she was going out. A friend of her brother, Kevin Kilcheski, picked Kayla up around 8.30 that evening. They stopped to say hi to one of her friends, and she had told the friend that her and Kevin were going to drive around Antigua and smoke marijuana. Around 10 p.m., Kevin dropped Kayla off at her boyfriend's house in Wausau, about 34 miles from Antigua. He said he watched her get out of the vehicle and walk toward the house that she said was her boyfriend's. He said the house was downtown and surrounded by other houses. All the lights were off at the home, and he didn't actually see Kayla go inside. Kayla hasn't been seen since. Her mom thought Kayla was at her dad's house. Her dad thought that she was at her mom's house. This is a little confusing, but it also sounds like maybe the brother thought that she was at a friend's house. I'm not sure, but they hadn't heard from her anyway. So it wasn't until August 17th that she was reported missing, which was six days later. It's like the perfect storm. Right. Um, right. That... Because it's summertime. Right. And it said that Kayla didn't have a phone of her own. Mm -hmm. So it maybe wasn't uncommon to not hear from her for maybe a day. Um, But then things kind of got miscommunicated kind of along the way. Right. Because there was multiple places that they thought she was at. Right. And um, the dad is sick and um, people are busy and doing their regular thing. And and she's a 15-year-old girl. She's (laughs) in and out and not... Right. But... Uh, that's where things are allowed to, when things go wrong, that's 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 kind of what caused some of this, is because they didn't know exactly where she was at right. or how long she'd been missing. Kayla was initially be, believed to be a runaway by the authorities, but in the following weeks after learning more about the night she disappeared and not hearing from her, they classified her as missing endangered. The house that Kevin said he dropped Kayla off at had been condemned weeks earlier and was being renovated. No one was living there. Kayla's mom said that she knew this and that her boyfriend was living somewhere else while repairs were made to the home. When police spoke to her boyfriend, he said he hadn't seen Kayla since the Friday before she went missing, so August 7th. Investigators checked the abandoned house but found no sign of Kayla. They did an extensive search of the area. They used cadaver dogs and a dive team to search the nearby lake, but they were unable to find anything. Kevin told investigators that he went directly home to Deerbrook, Wisconsin, after dropping Kayla off, and his mother recalled seeing him around midnight. Kevin then hired an attorney and stopped cooperating. This is, this, you know, she was missing for, it was a week before they kind of realized that she was missing, and it feels like uh, that's helpful to, that could be helpful to somebody who is, who is a, 
it would work in somebody's favor if they had something to do with it. Right. That yeah. that 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 she was fifteen years old. That she mm-hmm. was that she did come and go. It was summertime. It was a different kind of schedule than what we keep during the school year. And and um, if you wanted to do something nefarious, you this works really nicely into your right. Name. And was she dropped off? Only he says that she was. Right. And um. um and yeah, and it's not. I mean, they didn't go into a whole lot of detail about the the boyfriend, but it seems odd to me that maybe the boyfriend didn't. I mean, he hadn't. He now hadn't heard from her for over a week, and he didn't say anything or try. I'm not really sure. Maybe he did, but uh, it didn't say anything. Like he wasn't necessarily looking for her or trying to get a hold of right, her. Right, and or, maybe they were. They were not actively seeing each other since that was you said that that was kind of a confusing part of it right it, it was really clear well and we know that mom didn't care for the boyfriend right so obviously he, he probably wasn't her gonna, house yeah and so it's not clear exactly what the boyfriend's mm-hmm. part in all this was i mean he yeah i don't i don't really know it's just right. it's interesting how much time has passed and nobody has kind of said anything been worried about um, her yeah on October 26, 2009, Kevin was charged with second-degree reckless endangerment in relation to his actions on the night that Kayla disappeared, specifically smoking marijuana, to which he pled not guilty. But on August 8, 2011, the charges were dropped due to lack of evidence. Can I just say, just as we're talking about this, um, she went missing in 2009? Yeah. Um, and two years later, they're... they're they drop the charges. It, it's just amazing how much time uh, can pass before any of this actually comes to fruition. I mean, that he's charged with reckless endangerment in 2009, but the charges that are dropped in 2011, and of course they're dropped because they don't have they don't have any any body. But right. um, I never thought about um, the idea of providing marijuana to an underage person as being reckless endangerment of course it is any kind of drug but i never thought of that um and uh and they were probably hoping just to get something something to stick yeah just just yeah in the hopes that maybe he would if if he had done something um a little pressure on him right maybe just to put a little pressure on him um so after they dropped the charges um there i didn't find a whole lot uh until 2016 when a tip from a citizen led police to a video posted online. It had originally been posted in October 2009. Many people believed it was connected to Kayla. In the video, a man talks into the camera saying he met a girl at the mall and then took her to his place. The camera then pans to a woman screaming on the floor in a dark bathroom. She appears to be bound. Kayla's mom told ABC News that it sounded and looked like Kayla. Police were asking the public to help identify the creator of the video. Thankfully, the next day, they confirmed that the video was 100% fake, and they identified the video producer and the actress. It was basically made just to get views on YouTube. What the hell? Right. It's just... That is... That is... It's sick and... Right. Even Even if you didn't have a child that was missing, to see something like that posted online is just upsetting. It's just And of course that mom thought... I mean, shoot... I mean, she's looking for anything. Right. Uh, I, I wish that there was something. I wish that there was charges that you could put against somebody just for being stupid and a jerk. Yeah, and, and I don't know. They didn't say a whole lot about after, you know, after that video was, after they confirmed right. that it they was fake. The right. They have the right but to. But, yeah, it, it's just disgusting. According to Kayla's mom, authorities do searches about once or twice a year. Authorities say that her case remains open. Their main focus is Kevin and the boyfriend, although it didn't say that either are persons of interest in the case. Kayla's father passed away in 2014, not knowing what happened to his daughter. Kayla Berg was 15 years old when she went missing in 2009. She would be 26 years old this year. She is described as Caucasian, 5'2", 108 pounds. She has brown hair and brown eyes. She has a scar on her right shin and small chicken pot scars on her right cheek and the right side of her nose. She has abdominal scars from laparoscopic surgery, and her appendix has been removed. Her navel is pierced, and her ears are double pierced. She was last seen wearing a red spaghetti strap top, a dark blue hooded sweatshirt, blue jeans, tan low-heeled sandals, 
and a silver ringed necklace. Her nickname is KK. If you have any information about Kayla Berg's disappearance, please call the Antigua Police Department at 715-627-6411 or the Marathon County Sheriff's Office at 715-261-1200. This, is, this makes me so sad that this young life was lost in, I mean, the concern about her missing was delayed a week right. and then investigators didn't take it as a runaway but as a missing person and so it was delayed again because of that and um, then you're into September and the you know things begin to change I mean fall begins to you know there's things begin to change and 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 potential evidence is lost she's never been seen or heard from again right did you know did either of the boyfriend or the um that kevin do they have a do they have a record do they have a not that i'm aware of not that it's said anywhere anyway sure um i'm not really sure but it just it's it just seems interesting that if his story is true that she you know the last time she was seen was walking up to this dark house where did she go after but that. I think that he had, he, he had, he quit cooperating with the police very early on. Oh, yeah. And, um, well, maybe that's just generally a good idea from a safety standpoint. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But, but it's only his word that says that he, that he dropped her off and right. where and when he said he did. And it was his mom that, that, you know, said that she saw him at midnight. Right. Right. And did she? Well, and he said that he dropped her off at the house at 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. around 10 o'clock. So that's two hours. And the the friend, they, they stopped to see the friend before they went driving around. So, I mean, really, the friend is the last person who could verify, could verify, you know, that she was that she was seen. So I don't there was there's a lot of confusion. There, in there, this there can be potentially three or four hours in between in between. Uh, when she saw her friend and uh, when the mom did or didn't see her, her son at their home. Right. And Kayla wasn't, a, she wasn't someone who ran away. She wasn't a runaway. This wasn't something that she did. Yep. So that's not common for her to do that. Huh. And it's, and then there's, and then her dad dies not knowing where she was. Right. And. There would be, there would be, I mean, I, I probably when any, anytime that somebody goes missing, there's guilt, there's guilt, survivor guilt, um, because there's, I, 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 you, you would, you would scrutinize every single choice you made or didn't make where you went or you didn't go. And, uh, you could find gaps in knowledge about where your underage daughter is. I mean, I think that that's. It just you would just go over every single thing. Yeah, it would just drive you crazy. It could drive you crazy. Yeah, right, right. And and still nothing. It's I'd be curious to know now if there's been any, if either the boyfriend or Kevin have had any any run-ins with the law since then. Because somebody got away with harming Kayla Burke. Right. It, with her dad being sick, uh, she's only 15 years old. Yeah. She would have tried to to con connection with her parents with yeah. her family. Oh yeah. Yep. And um, I just think that if somebody would get away with with murder, they would have other issues. They would have other run-ins with the law. And you would think so. You'd think so. Yeah. But maybe not. But um, well, it's what makes this um, this podcast so frustrating to me is that we are in every case. I mean, we've had we've had a few people that, that uh, have been found, have been returned to their family, and then um, the remains of a few people who've gone missing returned. But very few, just a couple. Yep. And um, this is the hardest part, is that there's no answer. That, like, a door is shut and there is nothing, like, a, and that 
a person who is who is bright and shiny one day and then they disappear never to be seen or heard from again it just it's it's maddening it's maddening. well it's it's maddening and i think it's it's terrifying too yeah it's terrifying that i'm so naive right to think that this couldn't happen right. to me or to somebody that i know or love or because I'm sure that every single story, their families thought the same thing. Right. Like, They're oh, just this ordinary. Will, right. This They're will never ordinary. happen. And and these people have literally gone missing out of, I mean, out of thin air. They're just mm-hmm. gone. There's mm-hmm. no trace of them. And it, it scares the crap out of me. And there's not a trace or a trail. There's not right. anything to follow. Yeah. There's, they're stuck. No evidence of anything happening. Right. Nothing. And um, I know that, that one of the family members of, 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 you know, a person that's gone missing said this, and that we remember. I remember quoting it, it but she said, "Without a body, there is no crime," and right. um, and without a body, you can't find who hurt them because you you just you so so you can't. You, all the clues are the any clues that are remaining are contained in that body, and mm-hmm. and it is the most it is the most frustrating. Thing. I, I can't imagine uh, law enforcement who does investigation and has a, a list of cold cases that are just staring them in the face that, that they, there's nothing to go on. There's yeah. no place to go. That they have hit a brick wall and they're stuck. Hopefully, though, that people, um, you know, after hearing the story again after and hearing about it again, that there is something. I remember somebody saying something. I remember seeing something. I remember hearing something, even if it's hearsay, gossip. That sometimes, I mean, there's usually an there's usually a little bit of truth in a lot of gossip, and and um, but also just being reminded of what when this was, where it was, who did it, who was involved. Maybe it would just cause something else to pop up restart interest in the case right so thank you katie kim marie laurel had a history of running away she and her friend hitchhiked unannounced to florida once she ran away from her mother's home twice in 1979 and in 1980 she was 15 years old spunky rebellious and a little on the wild side her stepsister lisa schmidt said that kim pretty much raised herself but she was very loving and very caring and liked to laugh Lisa and Kim shared a room and a bed for almost a year in her father, Arnold Laurel's home in Dundee, Michigan. Dundee is a small town of 4,000 in the southeast corner of Michigan. It has a per capita income of about $18,000. In June 1981, Kim moved into her mother, Lucy Laurel's home, in Canton Township, Michigan. Canton is a large town between Ann Arbor and Detroit. It has a population of 90,000 and has a per capita income of $28,000. It sits about 40 miles from Dundee, near the crossroads of Highway 12 and Interstate 275. On Tuesday, June 2nd, Kim asked Lisa to put her clothes in the front yard. Lisa said, I sat out there waiting for her and she never came. That was the last time I heard from her. Did she say why she wanted her clothes out in the front yard? Um, was she planning on... It doesn't It doesn't say okay. that she did, but I, but I think that it can be that she had plans on going sure um lisa had said that she her sister probably didn't like dundee very much and um canton was much larger much more interesting much more exciting but um sure. so she so she she, we just she don't had know plans exactly. no and, sure. and how how many clothes or what sure. but you know especially if you're 15 years old you have your favorite things right and um so, and, and Lisa said that she sat outside and waited for her, and she never showed. On June 8th, Kim was last seen in an ice cream parlor that her friend worked at on Sheldon Road and Ann Arbor Road in Canton. Kim and her friend had made plans to meet later in Haggerty Field in Hines Park, a popular place for teenagers to hang out. Kim was never seen again. Because she had a history of running away, her case was not actively investigated. And, for whatever reason... Kim's mother, Lucy, refused to cooperate with investigators. Almost three decades later, Kim's half-sister, Andrea Stadwick, and cousin, Robert Cooper, worked to reopen the case in Kim's disappearance. 
because the body of Cindy Zarzicki was found. So, in 1986, Arthur Ream was 69 years old, and he was serving a life sentence for raping and killing 13-year-old Cindy Zarzicki. Cindy had been dating Arthur's son. Arthur had been arrested before and convicted for the rape of a 15-year-old hitchhiker in 1975. In 2008, while he was in prison at the Muskegon Heights Prison, he bragged to multiple people that he was a serial killer. Eventually, Arthur led authorities to a shallow grave 30 miles west of Detroit, where he had buried Cindy's body. Investigators believe that Arthur Ream may be a serial killer. He is considered a possible suspect in the disappearances of five people. Cynthia Kuhn, 13, left her home on January 19, 1970, at the 1400 block of Warrington in Washtenaw County, Michigan, and was walking to Forsyth Junior High School in the 1600 block of Newport Road in Ann Arbor, about one mile from her home. She was a good student and had no history of run running away. Cynthia was never seen again. Also missing was Nadine Jean O'Dell, 16. Nadine was last seen walking in Easter on the John Daly Road toward Michigan Avenue at 9.30 a.m. on August 16, 1974. She was on her way to babysit at her boyfriend's house in Taylor, Michigan. She was going to meet him there. Nadine never showed up. Kimberly Alice King, 12. Kimberly spent the night at a friend's house in Warren, Michigan on September 15, 1979. At 11 p.m., she called her sister and told her that she had snuck out and was calling from a payphone. Kimberly's sister told her to get back into the house, uh, but she was never seen again. Kelly Brownlee, 17, was staying with her boyfriend, Mark Graves, and his family in their apartment in Wald Lake, Michigan, in May of 1982. On May 20th, Kelly and Mark rode the bus to their high school. Then she skipped classes and hitched a ride to 12 Oaks Mall, where she applied for jobs. She was never seen again. As recently as August 2019, police have been investigating these missing person cases uh, as potential homicides connected to Arthur Ream. Kim Marie Laurel would be 56 years old today. She is 5 foot 5 and 120 pounds. She is Caucasian with blonde hair and blue-green eyes. If you know anything about the disappearance of Kim Marie Laurel, contact the Canton Police Department at 734 394-5423 or the FBI in Detroit, Michigan at 313-965-2323. So police think that all these disappearances are maybe connected. Maybe connected Arthur. to Arthur Ream sure. um, who had who was convicted twice of raping and killing uh, sorry, uh, he was convicted twice of rape and then of killing um, Cindy Zarzicki. And he was in that area at that time. They fit a profile that that he, that he was uh, infatuated with. Sure. Um, and so there's there's interest in that case. And, and when they found Cindy's body, they had they really had high hopes that there would be other the remains of uh, others in this area sure. um, and uh so they they searched and and they they found they found nothing else other than Cindy's remains so it's very i mean i'm sure it's very disappointing for those other families these right. people have been missing for 30 years and there's it, they were very hopeful mm. These and we don't know why Kim's mom didn't want to cooperate, or she why she stopped. She she refused to cooperate from the very sure. beginning. It sounds like, okay. and um, I guess, and you know, it, it may be inaccurate to think that <clears throat> the only reason you would refuse to cooperate is because you have something to hide. Sure, and that could be something as simple as like, you know, you weren't maybe around a lot, or you weren't keeping tabs on her very well or, or you were dating multiple people sure. or you had um unhealthy habits or right. maybe not necessarily um did anything to cause harm to your daughter right but there may have been something that she just didn't want to be however yeah. that she was living in that home and 
any information that she could have had about who she knew, who she hung right. out with, uh, where she went, if she knew. She'd only been there a week. She'd only been at her mom's for about a week. Right. When she went missing. And yeah. regardless of her reason for not wanting to cooperate, it still looks suspicious. It, and as her loved ones, it would cause you to be very angry. Right. Because there's... Because there could be a, there could be information that is helpful to finding her, right? Yeah, and so thirty you know thirty years later, <clears throat> uh, stepsister and a cousin causes to reopen. And yeah. what's really upsetting is that what I can tell you about <clears throat> Kim Laro's life is three paragraphs. Yeah, she was fifteen years old. Right, she hadn't lived. Right. Um, it's just so sad. It's just so sad. And then these other ones, too, that may be connected to it. I mean, they're all kind of around the same age. Most of them probably didn't have their driver's licenses. I think there was one that was maybe old enough to, to drive. They, they range from 12 to 17. Sure. So they were probably walking. They were, it was the 70s. Hitching. Yeah. Um, yeah. And... And um, but the the sum of this young girl's life, you know, is in three paragraphs. It's just upsetting. And and then to find out that there are, you know, four additional people that match that profile are missing missing too. It's like a Pandora's box. <clears throat> you think you have, you know, one sad case of of one fifteen year old child, and and then you find so many more. <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's like a Pandora's box of of um, when you look at one child missing, and then you find out that there are four additional cases that are in a similar time frame, and um, yeah, it's and no evidence on any of them. And I think that the fact that Arthur <clears throat> Lee was arrested and jailed for the rape of one person, it makes sense that the only reason he was convicted is, is that she she was able to report. Right. She right. was able to identify him. Yeah. She was able to verify that he was who she thought he was, that, you know, describe him, um, identify loca locations, um, all kinds of things. And she's, because of the close, the close relationship, because... Cindy was dating Arthur's son, Scott. That's why he was connected to that case. Otherwise, because sure. she couldn't tell. Right. Right. She couldn't tell. And I, I think that it's... Um, so I think that there, there really is good reason to, to try and connect him to other cases with the hopes that you can find where they're buried at. Because after all these years, there's a good bet that they're not, they're not alive. Right. Right. Or they would have reached out to their families at some point. Because it's 30 years have passed between the time that they, they went missing and now. It's just so sad. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos along with information and articles used for these cases can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. <laughs> So my weekly distraction this week is... It better be good, Katie, because okay, it's well, been a long, hard week. It has been. And these cases, though, we don't talk about them beforehand. Uh, we both pick, We both picked... It's it's often that we'll pick something that's similar. Right. Similar location, but they were the same age. Right. The two people that we talked about today. Right. And uh, um, so you better have something funny for me. Well, shoot, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, it's, okay. it maybe isn't funny, but they're interesting. They're interesting. Things to think about. Okay. So these are 50 Americanisms that don't make sense to foreigners. So things that we do here in America that are normal to us. Yes. But make no sense to people not from America. Like our spelling of words? Like there, there, and there? Yeah. Yeah. Make no sense. No sense whatsoever. When I first moved here from Russia, I used to think the expression, it's a piece of cake, was extraordinarily confusing. Right. It would be confusing. Is there cake involved? No, there's not. 
It'd be upsetting. It's like a, it's a lie. It is a lie. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. And really, yes, if please. you make a piece of cake, you don't, you have to make a whole cake. And if you just make it out of a box, well, then it's easy. But if you make it from scratch, <laughs> it's not so easy. So right. a piece of cake isn't actually easy, which I think is what we're trying to say. Right. Right. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah. Or I'm hungry. But why not just say it? Right. Why don't we just say this is easy rather than piece of cake? It's confusing. We're confusing people. And I'm only on number one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Working the graveyard shift. A friend told me once that her husband was doing that, and I thought he got a job at the cemetery. Makes zero sense to me. <laughs> it does. It makes zero sense. The graveyard shift. Because what? I mean, it's really... Why can't we just say we're working nights? Because, actually, I mean, if you're working in the graveyard, you're going to be working in the day because you it would be think. super spooky <laughs> at night. Think. Right, you would think. The graveyard. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> the dark hours. It could be lots the of things you could hours. say, but but graveyard isn't right. Yeah, it makes right. no sense. <laughs> when you pronounce the H in house and herd, but not in herbs, explain yourselves, America. That's true. Why not? Herbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you live next door to herb and herb. Herbs. Right. Herbs. 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 Ooh. Yeah, somebody that's marketing. That. Somebody. Yeah. That's, that's somebody. That's a great herb idea. Herbs. That's, it's not easy to say, though. No, it's not. That's sick, man. It took me a long time to make peace with this phrase. I mean, referring to something great as being sick is just weird. I'm not sure if this is limited to America anymore, but I reckon the origin is American. It absolutely is. That's sick, man. Pocketbook. How on earth is a handbag called that? It's not a book, nor does it fit in your pocket. Well, a handbag also is not... It does not fit in your hand. I mean, it is a bag. And you could carry it in your hand, as opposed to a shoulder bag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, That's a purse. Bi-weekly for every two weeks. In Australia, UK, we say fortnightly. Bi-weekly could mean twice a week, like biannually. But this may just be the American friends I've met overseas, not all. Fortnightly, fortnightly? Fortnightly is more? More? <laughs> yeah, less I, can't, I can't imagine saying that. What, what do they say? What fortnightly. They say? So bi-weekly for every two weeks. They say fortnightly for every two weeks. Like, uh, wouldn't that be seven nightly? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. We're confusing. Because it's fort. Is there a T in there? Or fort. fort. Nightly. Fortnightly. I think that's those Australians. I don't know. I don't think that's better. I don't know. I don't think it's better either. Math. It's not just one calculation. It's maths. As in <laughs> Mathematics. Not just math. So, right. 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 So we should be, I have to go to maths class. Right. That would be weird. Even though I know it means taking, even though I know what it means, taking a rain check still makes absolutely no sense to me. Well, rain check was, um, I don't know what that actually comes from. I don't know either. But when you, when you. If it rains and you can't go somewhere, you have uh, to come back again and do it or get it. I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know what, I would be curious to know where the origin of the word right. comes from, but, but we don't even question it here. No, because we're American. Stupid euphemisms we that we have. believe in it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Jelly is jam to us. In the UK, jelly is a wobbly dessert. Hmm. Like jello to us would be jelly to them. And I, I bet that we do, I bet that, I bet that jam and well, jelly are said, are called jelly. Right. But jam has the Pectin. chunks, has the chunks too, doesn't it? Jelly is just the juice. Jam is the chunks. Marmalade is the chunks and the seeds and without the jelly or without the juice. We're conf I'm confusing myself when I live here. <laughs> <laughs> so jam is jelly in the UK. Right. Okay. Apparently. It's all good. I don't care. Yeah. When people say yeah, no, I do that. Yeah, no, you're fine. What? What? Are you saying yes or no? Tennis shoes for everything but tennis. Yes. Well, I mean, I think that you, you would wear tennis shoes to play tennis. Right? I, I don't I mean, know. do you wear a different kind of shoe to play tennis? I've never looked at the shoes being worn by tennis players. They squeak. They do squeak. But I think those are called also called tennis shoes. Maybe. We but just nobody, call everything. Right. But nobody yeah. plays tennis. Right. Because why? Right. Why? <laughs> <laughs>
restroom. Are you really resting? Sometimes. Maybe. That's just very judgy is really it is what very it is. It, I mean, you don't know what I, I don't, don't even tell me. you what I'm doing yeah. there. You could be resting if you, you were in the be. tub. Or just escaping from your children, resting in the bathroom. Right. Sidewalk. It's pavement. The sidewalk. That's really what it should be called, is the sidewalk. sidewalk. Yes. Horseback riding. Where else would you sit? <laughs> Horse neck. Uh. Riding. <laughs> and actually, you're saddle riding. Right. Horse saddle back riding. Saddle on horseback riding. Right. That's, I don't know. That's a lot of words. I, I don't know. Chai tea. According to Hindi language, chai means tea. So basically you're saying tea tea, which is stupid. Basically, one should say milk tea with sugar instead of chai tea. Milk tea with sugar. It's Chai wow. tea is not is more than just milk and sugar. It's got those yummy spices. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh that's more than that's then it's just an then it's just a recipe. Right. 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 <laughs> Uh, we 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 are streamlining the conversation really right we're saying that it, yes it has milk in the tea and specific set of spices right which yeah right <laughs> it's even it's still confusing but yes chips they're crisps chips are hot chunky oblongs of fried or even cooked potatoes with plenty of salt and vinegar in England. I just want to say that this is an English person that is judging all of our <laughs> euphemisms with words that are just as weird. They are. We could we could make a crisps. We could make a fifty foreigner languages that don't make sense to Americans. Right. Because because, because it doesn't make, none of it makes sense to anybody, unless you're in it. Right. Fall. The correct term is autumn. Again, judgy, judgy. <laughs> <laughs> judgy, judgy. And they don't know what it's like here. Right. It could be autumn, autumnal there. Autumnal. Autumnal. <laughs> the weather could be autumnal, but I. But here right. it's fallish. Fallish. Or foulish, which is hunting season. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that pathetic joke. <laughs> uh, calling a koala a koala bear. It's a marsupial, not a bear. Again, I think this is a very anal-retentive English person who has... Well, these aren't all English. These are anywhere-ish. Are you kidding me? A koala is a koala bear. Look at it. Just look at it. I know. It's a bear. I don't care if it's a marsupial. It's a bear. Candy. We call it lollies or chocolate in Australia. Dumb. Dumb. Lollies. Lollies. <laughs> That's a lollipop. That's a sucker, not candy. That, right. That's a short. That's shortened for lollipop. Right. And that's not the same as all candies. No. No. It's not the same as a Jolly Rancher. It's close. It's, it's a close. Jolly Rancher without a stick. Right. Or a Tootsie Roll. Uh, that's not a lolly. Or chocolate. And then chocolate is chocolate. I mean, right. I think that's I very know. specific. It is. Candy. Candy's a great term. Isn't? Yes. I wonder if candy is short for something. Something delicious. <laughs> Can do it. <laughs> For me, it's leader of the free world applied to U.S. presidents. What? Why? He, she is a leader of one country of the free world, right? Yes. Because there are other countries that are free. Well, I think it depends on which president we're talking about. I, um, I think that it, right. It, but, but I think that as Americans, we are, um, we have a, general belief that the world revolves around us and we are the center of the universe right i mean maybe that's not all americans maybe that's just me but <laughs> i certainly believe that the world revolves around me and um i think as americans we feel that way too right i think so i think you're right i always found the phrase don't be a stranger confusing the first time a classmate told me that i replied what do you mean i can't help it if i'm a foreigner <laughs> Well, there's a difference between don't be a stranger. And talk to strangers. And don't be strange. <laughs> All right. 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 One is a one is a direction. Right. Uh, stop what you're doing because... You're, you're weird. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is is in uh, 
we know we'll each see you again. Right. We know each other. So you can so reach out. Right. So don't yeah. stay away so long that we I cannot remember who you are once I see you again. Right. It just seems quicker to say, don't be a stranger. Again, I'm not having a problem with this. <laughs> this makes complete sense to me. <laughs> I think that American euphemisms are the best and we keep them all. Right. Last one. Silverware. What the heck? When most of the time it's plastic. It's cutlery. Not silverware. Can I just say, if it's plastic, it's not cutting anything. <laughs> it is breaking. When you make the cutting actions, it is breaking in your food salad. Right. Yeah, there's no yeah. cutting. And cutlery, I don't like it. I don't like those. it either. No. I think that we should keep our American euphemisms. Again, maybe that's, that's a funny word to use. Euphemisms. I think that we should keep our American euphemisms and judge harshly. <laughs> Those who don't like them. <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. But I'm going to give a very judgy face when somebody has a, rolls their, their eyes at our euphemisms. Right. Okay, Katie. So these are um, the made-up names hmm. for existing animals that are better than the actual names of the animals. Did you make them up? No. Oh, <laughs> I, I think that I could some of these I could be make up better sure. ones, but I'm this is a this is a this is this is what we have, and I think that together you and I could probably come up with some pretty good ones. Sure. So I'm gonna give you the the made up name, and you tell me what it is. Okay. Um, beach chicken. A seagull. Yes. <laughs> See, look. I think I've heard that one actually. Uh, a floaty potato. A seal. A dolphin. Big floaty potato. A whale. A manatee. A manatee. They would be potatoes. They would be potatoes. Yeah. Oh, um, actually, actually, they would be sweet potatoes. They would be sweet potatoes. Yes, yes. It was a, a pro- more proper name would be floaty sweet potato. Right. Because, because they're so sweet. Yeah. Floppy floppy sea spider. <laughs> floppy floppy sea spider. An octopus. Yes. <laughs> See, look how good this is. Dirty needle. Ugh. A mosquito? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so surprised you can do it. Magic safety dragon. Magical safety dragon. Magical safety dragon. A seahorse? The word dragon is actually its name. Oh, dragonfly. Re- bearded dragon. Oh, bearded dragon. Safety dragon? Bearded dragon. Because it, it's got it's got Spikes. Oh, it's like their defense. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. They kind of have spiky. Sure. Yep. Kind of. Yep. I'm not sure what makes it magical. Sure. Okay. So this is a three different names for the same animal. Okay. Arrow pig. Spiky forest dog. This is the one that's going to get it. Stab rabbit. A stab rabbit? A what? An arrow pig? <laughs> or a spiky forest dog. A deer? What? Arrow pig as a deer? <laughs> no, I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of things that have sticky outy things on them. What, 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 what animal has a sticky outy thing on it? A deer does. A porcupine. Oh, a porcupine. What, what is a what, what is a what is a baby porcupine called? A porchetta. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really, is it? No, it's a porcupine. But porchetta is better. I love that. I remember that we talked about this. Yeah. Por- a porchetta. Which is, honest to God. And um, if you've never heard a porcupine talk. Oh, they're so cute. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. Look up Teddy the porcupine. Yeah. And watch him eat a, um, a pumpkin. Pumpkin, yeah. Oh, my God. They're so cute. I don't think Stab Rabbit is the uh, is a good name. No. Stab horse dog. I mean, it's, it's, but rabbit, they're not jumpy. They're not jumpy. That's what was confusing me. Yeah. A winter tree dog. Oh. No, a tree a, dog. A deer. Oh, what? See, I... That's confusing. Dog. Yeah, I was winter thinking something dog. that, like, I don't know. With long legs, I mean... Yeah. A wobbly stick. A giraffe. A giraffe would work, but praying mantis. Oh, praying mantis. A okay. tiny... Tiny, yeah. Wobbly stick. Yep. A nope rope. <laughs> snake. <laughs> a snake. <laughs> An a-hole. What? That's very broad. It is very broad. It depends <laughs> on your animal. Uh, uh, mine is called a jerk. A cat. Right. A cat. <laughs> I didn't make these names up. These sure. Are, 
A velociraptor. Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is a this is a kangaroo. Yes. Good job. <laughs> good job. Freedom glider. An eagle. Bald eagle. Right. Dragon shrimp. A seahorse. Nope. Oh. This one is a crayfish. Oh, a crayfish. Okay. It, I think that you could come up with a better. You I could. Mean, I think yeah. you could come up with a better name. So, these are two names for for an animal. Tunneling ball sack. <laughs> I, I'm just telling. I'm reporting these things. In the same, I found it on the computer, so it's got to be true. Right. Or, toothy McNudist. Toothy McNudist. Or a tumbling ball sack. A beaver. A naked mole rat. Oh, a naked mole rat. And if you've ever they seen the that, they are the ugliest. We. They should die off because they're too ugly for them to to copulate. Yeah, they are so. They're scary. They're so. Yeah. Yuck, toothy McNudist. <laughs> okay, this one is called a nope. A nope. A spider. Oh, I was gonna say that, but then I was like, no, that's too easy. A spider. Well, when you see now, I've held a tarantula. <laughs> um, I was much younger. Um. But it, the tarantula was taken out of a cage. It was handed to me. I held it in my hand. I mean, I sure. didn't like snuggle with it. You didn't, I didn't like pet it. No, yeah. no. I mean, I it was it was it not just stood there. But the things that about spiders are is that they don't announce themselves. If they would just have a bell, right, or wear shoes. Hey guys, I'm just crawling on your ceiling. Oh, crap. Okay, yeah. fine. Right, just okay. Be on your but way. Otherwise, you walk through a nope rope, which would actually be a spider web. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, they they surprise right. you, and I don't like surprises. No, I the kung fu moves come out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. So a nope is a spider. A uh, nope. Okay, what is a panda whale? A killer whale. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. This one, I think you're gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to get because there's too many things. Furry nope. A furry nope. A nope. tarantula. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> a grizzly bear. See, I don't oh, think that's a good. Yeah. This is uh, uh, Mickey, your fade off, face off. No, I mean, I think, yeah. I think that you could have something right. much. There has to be a, uh, there has to be a bigger name for that. Oh yeah, than a furry nope. Yeah. Um, a leather tank. A pig. A, a rhin- hippo. A oh. rhinoceros. A rhinoceros. Which, when you think about it, if you've ever seen their. They're, it's like their skin, but it's like a shield. Yeah, it is leathery and, looking. And and even on young rhinoceri, <laughs> they it's it's like a shield. It's it's it protects their yes. It's and it's and it's hard and it looks like, <laughs> but it's not hard, but it looks hard. Right. Majestic sea flap flap. <laughs> I think a seven year old girl made these names. I think so. A sea flap flap. Majestic sea flap flap. A duck. Really? <laughs> what kind of ducks do you know that are majestic? A swan. In the sea. Flap, flap. A stingray. Oh. Flap, flap. Oh, flap, flap. Okay. A booble snoot. A booble snoot. I don't think this is a great name for this. A dog. A rabbit. Oh, a rabbit. See? Happy. A, a hoppy, yeah, a hoppy one. Because that's a booble snoot. It could be anything. Right, right, right. It could I be agree. anything that's adorable. An American murder log. Uh, I don't even know. A crocodile or alligator. Oh. But that's a great that's name. That's a good one. That's American good one. murder log. Yep. I mean, do, do is there a Canadian murder log? Um, I don't know. I mean, is there a Is that a narwhal? Mexican? I don't think narwhals are very mean. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, are there crocodiles and alligators in other places? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, you'd think are so. Are they called African? I mean, I, I just never... Yeah. I, I just did... I mean, I think the North American crocodile or something like that is what I think oh, the, the actual sure. name is. Yeah. But, um, so, uh, a cat bird. Cat bird. A pigeon? An owl. Oh, an owl. Ooh. <laughs> uh... Danger water cow. 
shark. A whale. A danger water cow. A danger water cow. A hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> Is that how he says it? A hip hop. A hip hop anonymous. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a hippopotamus. Which is, frankly, a hippopotamus is such a great name. It is. By itself. Right. Danger water cow. I mean, it's true. It makes sense. A fart squirrel. Hmm. A squirrel? (laughs) A skunk. Oh, a skunk. A fart squirrel. Yeah, that makes sense. A formal chicken. Oh, a formal one. Um, A goose. (laughs) A penguin. Oh, a formal chicken. A furry potato. Oh, Reese? (laughs) Reese, the wonder dog? Uh, A furry potato. No, that is a uh, office buffalo. Office buffalo. (laughs) A furry potato is a guinea pig. Oh, oh my gosh, that's cute. (laughs) It's true, right? Right? So cute. They're about the size of that. A giraffe sheep. Sheep. So if it's one, is it a giraffe ship? Oh. No. I don't know. (laughs) A Llama. Very close. A camel. Alpaca. Oh, same thing. I don't think so. It's not. <laughs> but I don't, could not that tell was you. Just a, that was a defense mechanism. That was a defense. That was, <laughs> it's an affair. I think it, I, there, I could not tell you the difference between uh, no, a llama uh, yeah, no, they're and an alpaca. Yeah. But an alpaca has. Alpacas. Fur. Okay. Giraffe. <laughs> right, right. Llamas are naked. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Gotcha. The llamas have the bad teeth, and they spit. And they spit. Yep. Tip. Grumpy McSnap face. Oh. An alligator? Snapping turtle. Oh, a snapping turtle. They just said turtle, but I just felt like a... If you've ever seen a snapping turtle... Right. They have a grumpy McSnap face. They're mean looking. They have that... that it's like a little fang or something. It's, 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 it's like a single tooth in front. Yes. But the way that they're, they're, it's shaped, it will take your... Finger off. Yeah, well. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a Ouch. cutting machine. A, <laughs> a pantless thunder goose. Oh, a thunder goose. Pantless thunder goose. A flamingo. Ostrich. Oh, an ostrich. That's thunder a great goose. pantless thunder goose. That's what I would yes, because when they run. Right, they look ridiculous. Yeah. And they have that big. Uh, they're weird. They are weird. Uh. Okay, this is a specific version of red. Sad eyes von gimme food. <laughs> it's not a black, a brown, a white. It's a red. Sad eyes von gimme food. I have no idea. A golden retriever puppy. Oh, Reese also. Reese also, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, sad eyes McGimmy. Uh, yes. Sad eyes von gimme food. Yep, accurate. Um, so those are all of those the. Those were good. Those, those were funny. Are, I, those are all the. But I think that you and I could come up with better ones. Because some of these could. aren't aren't uh, as descriptive. Right. As they could be. Right. I um, think so. Yeah, I think we could come up with just as better ones. And um, uh, and so I mean I think people could also just give us their their homemade names of animals that are funny and enjoyable because that's well that's hilarious. It is. It is hilarious. And those really are good. Some of these names should be changed because they are just not even. No, they're not as funny as we could make them. As we could make them. We could make them much funnier. Good. That's the distractions for this week.